This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers, a slap on your closest PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash superggradio to learn more. What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 186 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. This is our Extra Life recap <laughs> for all, all you who weren't able to make it through 24 hours of hot, sweaty content. Yeah. I am your host and obvious Dylan of the podcast, Eric Eddie Gettinger, and here comes Jacob of our crew, Alex Arona. His name was Jacob. Nope. Peanut butter pops. Peanut butter butter pops. Took you two oh. tries. <laughs> no, I just like saying it multiple times. That song rules. Also, don't love Jacob. Oh, okay. really? It's definitely you. He's misunderstood. <laughs> I think he's just—he's just a sad, sad boy. And well, here comes our uh, our fog fanatic. Joel DeWitt. Something about stretching and borking just feels right. Mm. Solid. And last, but not least, Dance Master Alec Parks. You can call me the Gyration Station. Woohoo! <laughs> wow. I'll never call you the Gyration Station. Just, just wow. <laughs> so, like I said, this is a recap. Uh, if you can't tell, I think all of us are still just a, a little bit tired. It took a couple of days to recover, uh, but we're still going to go through some early adopters, our early morning early adopters uh, from live stream, do some backlog talk, uh, maybe cover some favorite moments of the event, and then we're going to catch up on some sleep, and next week we'll have that regularly scheduled podcast with new content. I hope you're ready. You guys are weak. I went. I kept playing games for like another three hours. Okay. It's awesome. It's awesome. And was it just Marvel Snap for three more hours? Maybe. <laughs> yes. A, probably. A, laid down in bed and started playing and kept dozing off mid-match. That sounds like might have happened. <clears throat> Marvel Snap's pretty good, guys. Yeah, you're addicted. We need to. We need to get it out of your hands. All right. Uh, we're going to mosey on over to early adopters, our early morning early adopters from our Extra Life live stream where we played alphas, betas, and is that a pigeon with a gun? It was, in fact, a pigeon with a gun. And that was the name of the game, Pigeon with a Gun. Can so... you believe it? So, pigeon with a gun, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure was a thing. <laughs> what can we say about pigeon with a gun? Uh, I it loved seemed, the dialogue. It seemed written and narrated by a, you know, 10-year-old. 
Nothing wrong funny. with that. I think that's yeah. what made it so fun. And very funny. It was absolutely a game that did not take itself seriously. No, not at all. And I think that's like where like that's like what the best part about it was it's just it was just so outlandish and the things that were one of the thing there was one specific piece of dialogue where he's the the so your character uh becomes like head of the police or something to that effect and he's a very muscular childlike drawing and his idea was to give a pigeon a gun and have the pigeon kill everybody fight all the villains but there is one specific scene where he meets another like lady spy and in a in a just general conversation been like yeah i'm the police chief i've also totally done it mm-hmm. and the, the lady a goes casual drop I, I don't think anyone asked that and he goes well just in case anyone was wondering <laughs> totally mm-hmm. done it it's like okay like i don't yeah, that's a that's a thing a ten year old would say. Very muscular character with a eye patch. Yep. And uh, can you describe the pigeon for us, Alex? Well, it see it seems like you just take paper <laughs> clippings uh, and like paper mache them onto a scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it looked like just like a uh, like a newspaper clipping of a pigeon, and then just drawing a a very poor poorly drawn revolver in it like on top of it which made it very fun and it was it was a you know a little 2d shooter uh where you're shooting the enemies and then you would also you also had two special abilities that had cooldowns one was a very cool man in a in a cadillac no not a cadillac it was as you found it was just the image from fast and the furious sure car sure looks like it was taken out of Fast and Furious. I'm pretty and, sure the uh, ability for that was called something about family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and then the other special ability was just a tank would come on screen and shoot. And, and uh, both were very funny because they didn't do anything except for just, like, randomly appear and do damage. Oh, gobs of damage, too. Oh, and don't forget there was... Uh, Bruce Willis in a air vents in one part of the stage. Yeah, that. <laughs> so the game did a pretty good job of not invading any uh, on any IP in particular, except for pointing out that Bruce Willis was in a vent, and then utilizing that in order to defeat. It's something that looks suspiciously like a Terminator, <laughs> without calling it a Terminator. It was it was ridiculous. And uh, let me see here. The I believe it, it is. Uh, it, this game is officially out, so we beat it within the time frame. And uh, it is, I believe, on itch.io. It's on itch.io right now. Pigeon with a gun. That's all I wanted to find it. That it did officially come out. Pigeon with a gun. So Joel, Joel, what did you think of this one? I. Uh kind of a fever dream thing you know <laughs> and at that time in the morning after we've been marathoning the the quarry uh i was a little punch drunk but i remember laughing quite a bit at what was going on in the game uh just absurd humor all around 
you know, they, you can tell they're really trying hard to lean into what they're doing for, for that style of humor. And, and it's that kind of, like, I'm going to be, you know, purposely terrible in my execution on that. So, uh, interesting ideas going around. Uh, lots of sort of neat 2D side-scroller, you know, influence. So it's, it was neat. It's good. It's good. I, I obviously had a lot of fun watching Alex play it and then giving him a hard time about his inability to dodge and jump. It didn't look easy, though. It definitely looked like it had uh, a bit of a challenge with some of the platforming that he had to complete. It felt like, uh, well, it, it just wasn't wholly apparent what was a platform and what was just a hole in the ground. So mm-hmm. it, it, like, just it, just the fact that like the the backgrounds were all hand drawn, and there was a lot of comedy just to be found in those as well. When you would see, uh, like a you would see a picture of like a weed leaf and alcohol and the words and like the word sex, and then above <laughs> that, the title of the place was "Cool Place." Yep. I mean, that seemed like a pretty cool place. It, but, yeah, <laughs> seriously, that would be a cool place for me, too. Yeah. But it, but at the same time, it's like that when it's hand-drawn like that, it becomes very difficult to, like, parse out the details. Like, where am I? Is this the ground or is that the background? And oh, okay, okay, got it. So, that's all. But it was, uh-huh. ve- it was very fun. I'm very glad we played it. Yep. That was the the first game that we played for our early adopters. Uh, shifting from one unique art style to another. Can I just say that both of these feel like they were like there there was an idea in mind, uh, specifically having to do with childhood adventures, and you know the way your toys and your drawings can bring out your imagination. And, you know, Pigeon with a Gun seemed like it was created, like, by a child. But at the same time, uh, it was called Judero. Seemed to be children's toys. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't I was sure if you were just going to steal my, my whole spiel there, but... No, go for it. This is, a, this is a good observation, Alex. Yeah, so Judero was the other game that we played. I personally got to play that one, and the art style of Judero had, uh, I'm sure, maybe some of some of the audience can reminisce or or had like the old school, usually action figures. Um, Marvel had the opposable arms and legs so that they'd actually bend at the joints. Uh, that's the kind of character that you were controlling. He had a, a staff that he would use to fight off monsters, but also be able to use a, a control ability to take over them for a period of time. And uh, just all of the things that you would encounter... I, pretty unique and terrifying in the way that they looked and Judero you're a if I remember correctly a shepherd and you're going around and you have this really neat companion you don't get to spend too much time with 
but he's like a little cat on a cloud. Super cute. Uh, I was very much so. I was torn apart when the companion left. You know, you you know, you have to part ways at some point. Just people move on. Yeah, which I made us believe that maybe this was taken from the middle of the game where you would have more of an opportunity to see what the interaction and the relationship between the two characters is more, you know, closely at the beginning. Uh, but the gameplay, man, your your guy that you're controlling, Judero, he is super zippy. And uh, the little panel, like the little character panel in the corner, when you're moving around attacking and blocking, he also uh, changes and he'll take on the same movement. It's really neat. And I think that the other part of it that really stuck out is that, again, uh, the main character, Judero, seemed to, like he wasn't, like it looked like a He Man action figure. Yeah. And and enemies looked like other action figures that were just covered in grotesque amounts of Play Doh that was like dripping off of them to make them feel like really kind of icky, gross, almost like melty looking. Yeah. Which is, which is which is like very it's like a very cool effect but at the same time it also is it is also very like it's it's very effective it's very effective to just have play-doh on these characters and just have it oozing off of them yeah and very easy to identify that i'm telling you thinking about it and thinking back to it those boss fights a little challenging uh had to memorize some of the movements that they would do but just the way that they looked, uh, the the twins, uh, just so creepy. The way yeah, that the, two the, headed, the two headed like giants. Yeah, the torso had two heads coming out of it, but they weren't the same size. And uh, he was tall and just yeah, it, the visuals in Judera are very striking. How how about okay. you guys? Yeah. How did? How did you feel about the the visuals or even the music? Because the music, there's a lot to be said about the music in it as well. Well, the the music is sort of folksy, like the the guitar sound is trying to go for that kind of woodland adventure kind of sound uh, too. And uh, one thing I thought of while watching you play was that, well, like the, it's a whole song with lyrics and people singing, and it's not something I'm used to too much playing a game with actually having vocals in the the batting track right so uh it kept sticking in my mind like you know how distracting would that be to have that you know vocals in the background while you're trying to read stuff and play we've seen it done effectively in a couple of other games so far this year right mostly I, I, metal hell singer i think that it also it definitely like gave more of a folksy whimsy vibe because that was the kind of music that was being played but it didn't end up distracting as much as i thought it would because generally that would distract me but in this case it d it did not it, like i thought it like it fit it fit the vibe very rarely was there ever like a real urgency to what was going on and in this case, I feel like the, that kind of helped the the exploration aspect. And then, of course, when a boss fa uh, fight did happen, I think the music did 
appropriately get it intensify including some very like intense lyrics so i, I you know i it, the question for me was like i the, it stuck out stood out for me because you just don't see it but after experiencing it i don't think i like i found any problems with it mm-hmm. but it was definitely a thought first like originally it was like oh man i don't i feel like that might get tiresome after a while but no it never did it never did yeah very unique in a lot of ways Okay. I I can just tell that everybody's still so tired. <laughs> I don't know if it's just from, you know, uh, these games, only one of us was able to get our hands on it each. Uh, so, you know, maybe that contributes a little bit to it. I'm sure that we'll have plenty to say about the rest of the games that are going to come up here. Um, I, d- I definitely think that we chose some really good ones that yeah. were were striking and also like gave a lot of good entertainment value for anyone that was watching just these these games were just generally striking and then also just very comedic in a lot of ways so yep super gg radio we'll play those games for you and then tell you what we think how's that that's our tagline right uh i think it was find the diamonds in the rough but you know same thing find the dog hair in your your drain that's what we'll do for you because it's, uh, it's definitely I like, there i like being I like, I like i prefer indie game truffle pigs indie Ooh. game truffle pigs yep. we will sip we'll shove our noses and shit to find the good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Wait, is that wrong no I, no I, that's bad. right I mean, I don't know specifically that that's where they're sticking their noses, but that's where I'm sticking my nose. Uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, Let's I think, go. No, I'm. I think I'm gonna need a shower after that one. Ugh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess let's go. Uh, let's let's talk a, one more game that consumed most of our morning hours, and then we'll take a quick break here, but. Uh, so this is a game that, you know, a couple of us had already played, and then we finally got to subject everybody else to playing it. We're going to talk The Quarry real quick. Mm-hmm. The Quarry. So Joel and I, yeah, have played, uh, completed Joel many, many more times than I, but guys, I need to know, uh, what Alec and Alex both think about The Quarry. Uh, Alec, overall, go? yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, these are the kind of puzzle horror games that I enjoy, where it's still pretty linear, and it's got more of that psychological thriller than the jump scares as much. Uh, my first introduction to this was, you know, last year at Extra Life as well with the Dark Pictures anthology. So this going with the Quarry was phenomenal. Except, you know. All those bears everywhere in the woods. <laughs> so many bears. So many bears. Alluding am... to the fact that nobody wants to say what what is actually stalking them until, you know, I think chapter six. And even then I was like, you can't say it. You can't, you can't say it. They're bears. Clearly they're bears. Clearly. We should, Alec, we should, uh, ha- we should play one year um, 
like just play until dawn so you can see like the original yeah i'd be down for that oh, very good. it's very good that one's more intense so there's a lot less intensity when it comes to the quarry even the commands that you do to dodge and avoid or uh inputs while you're running not as stressful as until dawn at least that's my my personal opinion until dawn does definitely get a little bit like it's a little trickier it's been a while but i remember that being a lot more tense yeah you got to be on your p's and q's Mm -hmm. sure still level of gruesome deaths uh (laughs) you know what i i they might be equal the quarry might be worse, but all right, Alex. Lay I it am on me. still kind of curious to see who survived and or run. Yeah, Alex and I are going to have to get together here. I know that he's he's already been bothering me about it, so that we can finish mm-hmm. yeah. that game. So, what do you think? What do you? How do you feel overall? Uh, well, there's a couple things. First, I really want to go back to that just because I want to put it on the beat list. Like oh, I put that's... that many hours into it, I don't like putting that many hours into a game unless it goes into the beat list. Um, but the other part is that the other part is that I just really enjoyed it. I already kind of am starting to scour GameStops and GameFlies looking for used copies because I really like that game and I think I want to play it uh, at home. So I, I just I, I really liked what I saw. Every time I play these games, I always really like them, but I never for something that, for some reason there's not there's I think I just really like it playing with people, and I just don't necessarily have a draw to play it by myself. Mm-hmm. So I think in this case, it's kind of the same thing. I think I'll just play it with people. Uh, my friend Cameron uh, plays games like these. He loves these kind of games. So I thought maybe I'd like just bring it over to his house or have him come over. And then we just like go through it because it's just, yeah, it's just, it's fun. And you make these decisions and you do, you play with these characters and then you see what happens. And, you know, I, I do love the, you know, part of the partly is I just love the celebrity aspect. I like seeing these, these characters and they're, the facial animations and and who like the and then who is that actor who's that actress it's like oh, okay that's kind of cool that you know that these people exist like you know these are real people you see their faces and they're acting and of course also the twists and turns i like that it's really hard to call the twists in a lot of these games and i do think that they do a very good job once you get there i don't know if they always end as well as I would like, I feel like sometimes they do kind of either lose their lose their gas or uh, get a little in the weeds. But I'm really excited uh, for this one. I really liked what I saw so far, considering that we only had like what two more chapters. And two more chapters, but arguably the biggest. Yeah, and so I think it's overall. I think it just it just sold me again in another one of those games. Even though I knew I liked these games, it's just the. The idea that it's just fun to play with people, mm-hmm. and it just like it, it made me like like I'll you know I'll just say it I don't I I don't care if I buy that game and then I sell it or not even sell it no if I buy that game and then I don't play it I just kind of want to give them money <laughs> <laughs> like those people deserve money yeah if you want to give them money you have to buy it new they don't get anything from the used yeah that's what I'm saying is I think I might just buy it used. Or not? I'm sorry. I meant I meant that might buy it new. <laughs> I was, that sorry, my bad. Like, that was very confusing. Yeah, I meant to say I'd buy it new because I really, honestly, do want to buy it new for them. Those guys are really the, that company, uh, super giant. They do a really good job. 
Is super giant or super massive? Super massive. Okay, super giants. I think a different one. Mm-hmm. But I, I also, just like these guys a lot. Also, really good game studio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know it. I know I like them both. So this is one of those games where even when they put out the price point, I know a lot of people are like, "Man, that's crazy! Why would you spend that much money on a game?" Uh, <laughs> I was like, "No way! I'm I'm pre-ordering this." Uh, this is a game that I have to have that I'm going to play and that is a lot of fun. Uh, the star power in it, yeah, it's got some pretty notable names. But when you get down to it and you're making all these different decisions and you can see how it impacts the overall course of the story, that's why I, I play games like this. And uh, no surprise, like even trying to manipulate you guys while you're playing, like, hmm, should you do that? Mm, yeah, no. Maybe maybe don't do that. Like the the side conversation with Joel towards the end of the night, like, man, I can't believe you didn't find that bangle that could have saved Jacob. Like, what? Where was that? Like, right at the beginning, man. Yeah, See, and I'm okay. I'm okay with that. So many because... like small things that you can find and different things that you can do to vary I... your playthrough. But I like I like the fact that you know my playthrough is different, th- like it's unique than to what you guys have done before. Oh, they missed that one item. I wonder what's going to happen next. And it's like, well, I'm going to figure it out because that's that's where I'm at now. And that's the reason why, for dead. somebody that really likes it, like Kelly and I, uh, you want to play repeatedly so you can try to sort of pick at the edges and see what happens. So sort of the if then <laughs> logic of trying to see everything that you can possibly see and how it transpires. So. Uh, infinitely playable if that's your speed. Yeah. Some stupid amount of endings. Was it like seventy something? Around that, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Well, you could. You didn't even get to the. It starts to get real crazy towards the end. <laughs> like, oh yeah, the scene with the chainsaw was not crazy at all. Comparatively, uh, <laughs> trust me, it's. It's going to get real wild. It could have been worse. You could have used the shotgun. You could have used... Uh, I I probably would have walked out of the room if that's the decision that we went with. <laughs> I can't imagine trying to remove somebody's hand with a shotgun and how much... you gotta just you got to shoot it a lot. It, it's, a, it's a cleaner cut, that's for sure. Yeah. Again, you just got to shoot it a lot. <laughs> you just got to oh, shoot, shoot it a lot. Will there like be four an arm times. left? I don't yeah. think that there would be. It just not. Nope. Well, if you're close enough and it's a concentrated blast, I mean, I th- I feel like you're gonna lose, like a good chunk of hand. In that, like, I feel like there's gonna be. I feel like. Hmm. I'm curious if like is it much easier to get rid of the infection via shotgun or chainsaw? I suppose it depends on where the bite was. Like, we saw the one bite at the beginning where he shot his finger off. Yeah. Well, that's... The alternative was, what, he was going to bite his finger off? Right. But that was just a finger versus the whole hand had yeah. to go. You want to get weird in a conversation here? Did you know that you can bite off a finger as easy as biting a carrot stick? The only difference is that we have a deathly fear of doing it. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with this new information. <laughs> I, don't I don't know about that. 
It's true. It's true. Wouldn't you? Messed up I don't want to find out. But the the front teeth aren't made for that kind of biting down, so you'd have to like. I, do no, it's it at the it's back. it's the same. It's the same as biting through a carrot. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it it uh, seems like it'd be tougher. Do we have a doctor to back this up? Yeah. Uh, this is a, I, I I believe this is scientifically proven, but it's our fear and hesitancy to do so that make it difficult. Look, I already have weird things in my search history about the tensile strength of human skin. I'm not googling this one too well <laughs> we'll just let alex do it because his google history as we all know is shot from all your age games oh, getty get us out of here yep just just my fault nobody else's i'm sure you don't google weird shit on your own oh <laughs> man i googled so much weird shit to like today alone yep yep and it's my good fault ones. all right that's some, that's some good we're gonna take a quick break here and we'll be back with even more extra life 2022 coverage see you soon Joel, you back? Yeah. He's sitting right there. No, I didn't know if he had his headphones <laughs> in. You know, he wear he wears like earbuds as opposed to like over the ear headset, so I don't know if he's actually listening. Hmm. So does Alec. You don't call him out on that. Alec was literally talking to me. Was he? Joel was. Maybe he was talking to me. Can you guys hear Alex right now? I can't hear him. Get the fuck out of here, Getty. <laughs> Pain in the ass. <laughs> no, I'm having fun with this. Man, I'm slap happy tonight. All right, so we made it through. Uh, made it through the quarry. We made it this through. Is where you say we're back. We're back with the backlog. early adopters, uh, but but it's not. I don't know that this is the backlog. I'm just gonna you know throw it out there. If there's anything else that we wanted to talk about, otherwise we have, we do have a backlog prepared, and we do have uh, the new game spotlight. I highlighted it for you. I, I mean, you can do that, but <laughs> this reads really well. <laughs> this is my, I know. this is my podcast now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> All right, fine. We're back, back with the backlog, <clears throat> where we play Fog and Broforce. Which one do you want to talk about first, Broforce? Fog. All right, guys, tell me about Broforce. <laughs> it was brotastic. <laughs> Every time I play Broforce, I'm starting from scratch. I always like play in a different system, so I always lose my save. And it's still just as fun to unlock all of the those bros characters. All the bros. You know, from Bro Giver to the Ripley. the Bro Mando, Bro Whipley, Bro Robocop. Brobocop. Bro Bronan the Barbarian. Just. What was the. It's endless. What was the, what was the Men in Black? There was a Men in Black one. Uh, yeah. I think There's it was Die just Hard. Bro in Black? Yeah. Oh, and then Bro Hard. Bro Hard with a Vengeance? Yep. 
Yeah, some of them were a little bit of a stretch. Uh, braid, which is blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and I still it. couldn't... Go ahead. Oh, what was um, the machete? Brochetti? Brochetti. Yeah. 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 I'm looking up right now if the bro force, if the, the other guy was MacGyver or uh, McGruber. 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 It, you know, it could be either, but yeah. it's it's It says on their wiki that it is Mac- it's MacGyver. Okay. So, bro force. Uh, what can we say about bro force except that it was brotastic? It's uh, it's anarchy. It's straight up just like watching everybody. We had three people play, uh, and uh, <laughs> half the time people were dying from friendly fire or from from blowing stuff up when somebody was standing too close to it. I my favorite moment was when uh, I think it was Joel realized that there was a melee button. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, yeah yes. you just just melee stuff while you're blowing yourself up. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, I could do that. <laughs> I liked it when there was uh, there's innocent bystanders, and I go, "Hey, I think these guys don't want to hurt us." And Getty just walks by and just knifes everybody and goes, "I don't care," and just keeps <laughs> knifing everybody. And then I found out uh, someone found out you're like, you know, if you press triangle, you give them weapons and they help you. And all of a sudden, the bomb blew up all of the innocent bystanders. It's like, nope, doesn't matter. Keep going. Yeah, doesn't matter. Man, I, I think one of my favorite cool. things about this game is how you can use the destructiveness to your advantage. So, you know, you're, you're climbing these towers, basically, and it has a path that's pretty dedicated to it, but you can actually shoot or hit walls, and it'll start crumbling, and you can sort of start snaking your way along different paths that way. Uh, you can also sort of jump and climb along the wall if you sort of time the jumps right. So it gives you an opportunity to, one, try to sneak under the radar from the enemies and destruction happening on top. And two, there's some fun, like, dig dug style tactics you can do to take out things. So there's, like, yeah, a yeah. tank. And it was on a bridge or something, right? And so you dig underneath it, and then it just tumbles down and just gets decimated. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I definitely liked that, like, blowing up the floor underneath them and then them, the whole thing crumbling and them falling having to use the environment to your advantage because no matter what kind of weapon you have it fires in approximately just uh, one direction which is in front of you. you you can't go up you can't go down it's just straight shots either to the left or the right unless you had certain characters uh oh gosh judge dread yeah. His would actually uh, bro curve. Brodread. His, his his would curve. That was his. Yeah, the, the tracking shot. But it wouldn't. Yeah, because yeah, it wouldn't. In the, in the dread, uh, judge dread would always his gun would go towards the enemies. But I don't remember. Could you shoot upwards through the ground then with him, or it would only follow enemies? It had to be an enemy in front of you, like that was yeah, visible you, to him, right? Right. Okay. By the way, there are way more bros. Yes, there are. I played for like another we've... hour on Sunday and got yeah. the Broketeer and the Unibrosal Soldier. And oh, man, oof. I'm looking at there's um, 
There's Mad Max, Bro Max. Uh-huh. There's Time Bro, which is Time Cop. Um, Cherry Darling from Planet Terror. I don't Ooh. even get that one. The Broad, which is the bride from Kill Bill. <laughs> um, Double Bro Seven. Nice. Um, the Bro the Bro Dater, which is the Predator. There's a lot of Bro Heart, which is just Brave Leon the <laughs> Professional. That's a weird pull. These, yeah, there's a lot more. Wow, that's that's impressive. Are you saying that we could have just played it the whole time? I don't know if the whole time. And also, funny enough, there's two lady bros. Well, we already had Ripley, so... So there's Ripley, the bride... Oh, no, oh, three. And Tank Girl. Yep. Tank Bro. What about Cherry Broling? Isn't that a girl bro? Oh, maybe. Yeah, okay, that's four. A lot of lady bros. More than two. Yeah, I'd say that's good. But there's so many of these. <laughs> Ash Bro Williams, which is Ash from Evil Dead. Yeah, we got yes. that. That was a pretty good one. Uh, who's your favorite bro out of all of them? That's tough. Because one of the crazy things about Bro Force is that it automatically assigns a character to you, to you every time. And if you save somebody then it will automatically reassign you to a different bro. So, uh, I think that mine was uh, Indiana Jones. That was a good yeah. one. Indiana the Jones whip, is pretty the good. The whip and the revolver was pretty cool. Uh, Blade? So yeah. actually, well, I, I mean, so it can be kind of fun trying to, uh, you know, play to a type that you're not, and then Blade, he's... Instead of being uh, a shot, he's all melee. You have to get in really tight and close and to actually do something. And it's mm-hmm. pretty tough. So, uh, you know, not not the easiest thing to play, but I always enjoy trying to do something with him. Okay. Mine would have to be a tie between Brochetti and Brominator. <laughs> Brochetti's good, too. <laughs> it's real yeah. good. Those are real good. Okay. Man, that's tough. I, I'm not even sure that I... Because of the special moves, they also they also add something different to the characters. Um, hmm. Whatever Dirty Harry was. I have my Dirty list here. Dirty is that, is that what it was? I hope yeah, not. Let me check. I got my list here. Because <laughs> that revolver, man, that thing... Would just dirty brewery. Okay, it would just hose. Wasn't in love with his super. I'm surprised nobody picked MacGyver. <laughs> I liked him because he just threw bombs, but it became very difficult to like. It was like there one, was some short range there. One time when it worked to our advantage, when I was just like, "All right, here we go," and I just started hucking the TNT into the pit, and everything yeah. got decimated. Uh, That's awesome. Broforce was a lot of fun. I think that as a party game, something you could easily come back to. Arcade mode, though. Don't try and do story mode. It's just weird. No. (laughs) There's too much middle stuff. We just need to bro out. Yeah. Just needed a little bro action. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So the other game that we're labeling for backlog is... Is it Fog or Fogs? Fogs. It's Fogs. There's an S at the end. And an exclamation point. And an exclamation point. So Fogs is... I got to give this one to Joel because he (laughs) was an expert at it. I felt like he had the most control over his Fog. Can I just say that this is a very good... uh, I I feel like this is a very good like Diamond in the Rough. Like we, I had never heard of this before. Came out two years ago, and I just randomly was like looking up new party games that I'd never seen before. And uh, I'm very proud of finding this one. This one is a very good game, just like it's a very good fog. <laughs> so Fods is a puzzle platformer, we'll call it, where you play a instead of cat dog like the Nickelodeon cartoon, a dog dog. Dog dog. I don't. I don't think dog you dog. have. You don't have any actual limbs, though, right? It's more like a, a snake. Uh huh. No, he's got two paws. No. He's got two no paws, paws on each no. end. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember any paws. Got... I remember a mouth. No. A big I, goofy I see, mouth. I see the ears. Yeah, there's no paws. Oh, you're right. There is no paws. Huh. I thought there was paws. You put them in That's there with up, your man. with your brain. That's messed up, man. Uh, so you sort of slither around places, but the way it works is that the two heads need to be controlled independently. And so you either do what we did, which is co-op with two controllers, or if you were playing solo, it seems like you would have the left side for the one side and the right side of the controller for the other. Um, the main thrust of it is that you go through these different levels that need to take advantage of a few abilities they have. One is that they can grab onto things with their mouths. And so pretty much any puzzle is going to require some use of that. And then two is that their bodies can stretch like Stretch Armstrong. Uh-huh. So they can they can stretch out pretty far from each other. Uh, that is required for a lot of puzzles that you need to have a long reach for. From the start, though, first puzzles were centered around this sort of like light system so that there would be a sunlight or like a orb of light that you would have to find and then interact with different walls and then they would either open a pathway or close a pathway depending on what color wall it was and so you had these puzzles that involved having to roll it around a certain part of it or wait for a platform to come out before you jump on that and go along to the platform and push it to the spot it needs to. Um, Just a lot of really inventive puzzles uh, throughout the time we had with it. And it's really charming. So it's very cutesy, very funny. There's a dedicated bark button. Yes! So probably the most important part of this game is that it is required that you hit the bark button the entire time you play yes as you're traversing the map you have to be pressing the bark button non-stop <laughs> otherwise you're doing I have, it, you're doing it wrong I, otherwise i have that twitch clip <laughs> of us just going around in a circle and borking at each other <laughs> yep beautiful now there was uh, an interesting thing with the uh, the light 
since you are essentially a tube of dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> if one head was holding on to the moonlight thing, it shone out of the other head as well. So you could use that to trigger mm -hmm. the abilities without moving the actual ball to the necessary point. I hadn't so realized could, there's that. A so there's a stretch button. And then also, if one dog's holding the orb in its mouth, the other dog could just open its mouth and a light would shine through it. Yep. Yep. Very funny. But that stretch button, it was just too it much was, fun. It was also <laughs> real... It was a lot of flesh. It was very fleshy. A lot of wacky physics. A couple of times when you fell off the map, but it didn't really penalize you for falling off the map. So that made it feel pretty good. This, this game was just it was a, a warm uh, warm hug to our extra life something about that bark button and and all of the fun stuff that you got to do collect gold bones and add little headpieces to your fog yeah it's cute i like it there has to be more cosmetics i'm there sure there's gotta be we only played through one of the four worlds that were there. At least we finished the world, though. Yeah. Might go back. <laughs> some more fogs. Bark at some stuff. Yeah, that game rules. For sure. So that would constitute our backlog for the week. Uh, but we also had a couple of other things. Uh, we didn't do the traditional Tournament of Power that we had the last couple of years. Instead, we just played some fun multiplayer games just to get get the juices flowing. Uh, we did Spider Heck, and we also did Crawl. Crawl. Crawl, which mm -hmm. that one was... Uh, it was fun. Uh, something that you have to get used to, though. It's not your traditional party game. Uh, I would still go back to Spider Heck. Oh, spider heck was so much fun. Hundred percent. I'm. That's. That's close up. That's up there for possibly game of the year. Yes. I feel like spider heck. Spider heck game of the year 2022. You can't because it's already been decided. I mean, it's close. It's a real close. It's at least top three. You think that I'm? I'm talking about the rest of the media. Yours might be Spider Heck, but I guarantee that there's going to be a, quite a bit of buzz about this game that came out. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called Elden Ring. Yes, but I mean, is there a lightsaber in Elden Ring? I you, could, no. you can make one. I'm sure. Yeah, is there a crossbow is... that shoots lightsabers? Oh man, that's such a good weapon. Getting <laughs> caught one mid-air. Yeah. Which was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Someone shot a light a lightsaber at Getty and he caught it mid-air. I was like, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> man, if you're a spider and you can do that kind of stuff, you should be terrified of them. Yes. Burn it down. You're worried about spiders in your house? Think about a lightsaber wielding spider that just <laughs> No. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's the end of that. Comes down while you're showering. Getting... <laughs> oh, no. you, you hear the you guys ever watch oh, I think it was 
Attack of the Clones? Is that the one where, yeah, I think Obi-Wan's on on the platform and it's raining and you get the little sizzles as the the water <laughs> splashes down on the lightsaber? Yeah, that's what it would sound like as the spider comes after you in the shower. You think it'd be higher pitched because it's tiny? It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it would be. Uh, it's all messed up. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I could talk about spiders for hours here. But instead, we'll talk about our new game spotlight. So we played a couple of games uh, towards the end of the night that were newer. Uh, that new hotness. Uh, specifically, we played Stray. That one, everybody got a chance to play and it may or may not have swayed some people into purchasing a PlayStation 5. It remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. But Stray, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with it, is the story of a cat in the future who gets separated from his family, his, his cat family, and sets out on a journey to help a robot, an AI... We, we definitely talk about this... Uh, on the podcast before but you know there's a couple of people who didn't get a chance to play it so want their feedback specifically uh so i'm gonna toss it over to alec first and then we'll hear what joel has to say oh man those creepy tick-like things were hmm. i don't think i'll ever get past get those out of my nightmares yeah um but it was fun. It was way more fun than I was anticipating because even after hearing you describe it the first time we talked about it, it was just like, oh, you can knock things off of buildings and t- push off the push paint cans off. And it's like, yeah, okay. But then you do it and it's like, oh, that was really cathartic. Yeah, you, satisfying. Yeah. Strangely satisfying. Strangely satisfying. You've got that dedicated meow button, which comes out of the controller on the PS5. <laughs> How? Yeah. You didn't know the, the, that you needed that dedicated scratching, meow button. Scratching all the furniture. Oh, I, I loved making muffins on the carpet. That was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, just finding your way through the city. It was nice and relaxing most of the time there were a couple of scenes with those ticks from hell that you had to go and avoid and just run through that but otherwise it was just something to kick back and enjoy i think that's kind of how how getty uh played that game was he just kind of was like i'm just gonna do whatever i'm just gonna sit down and play it like putts around here and just like there's like a there's a trophy if you just nap for like three hours so he just put the nap on and just walked away and like okay it's pretty good i mean i've watched him nap for quite a while it's cute and you get like a little hum of the cat purring as it sleeps it, this game a lot of thought a lot of detail that went into it so not surprised if it does appear on anybody's Game of the year lists. <clears throat> Probably mine. I bought it day one, so I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, I bought it day one. <laughs> no, me and you both did. I was with you. It's like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need some stray in my life. 
Joel, Joel, what did you think? Yeah, come on. I I pity the person who chooses to try to beeline through the story critical parts in this game. Uh, the fun of Stray is to stop and smell the roses, observe things, inspect the stuff around you and see what you can and cannot jump onto, what you can hit or not, what you can scratch, what things you can jump on, like a stack of books that when you jump off they tumble behind you you know it's there was clearly a lot of thought about one the way a cat moves because i think they nail that pretty well here for the most part uh it's it's got that sort of slow saunter and then you just start booking it uh, pretty quickly after when you pull on the stick long enough uh there's also that kind of real satisfaction as you are climbing these different spots so like in the larger world area it's these different height towers and buildings and the process of having to observe and look and see and plan out this is going to be our next jump point and then you get there and try to figure out the next stop like you were wall climbing or a mountain climbing you know uh really really well executed stuff and uh, not to tie into what you said earlier, but the controllers do sell this game quite a bit too. The the resistance and the actual controller as you're gnawing or kneading stuff with your paws, as if you're actually scratching at something and trying to tug them off. That it works. Mm-hmm. So going back a little bit to the way the cats move, I loved that scene where they first put the backpack on you. <laughs> and you just like flatten yourself and you're like no this is a natural yep, yep. cats will let you know real quick if they're uncomfortable uh do you guys know those uh those cat claw tips those plastic cat claw tips that they yes. sell uh we did attempt that once and Pretty much all that happened the rest of the night was they were in the corner just shaking their paw like wild. <laughs> Until they were That's gone. Awesome. So doesn't work. Don't don't waste your money on that. <laughs> Noted. Okay. So Stray definitely won over some people. It is uh yeah. That game makes me smile. Makes me smile a lot. It's a uh, a journey it's an experience and you know once you get to the end i feel like a lot has happened but it's the stuff that you scratched along the way that is important in my opinion all right the other game that i somehow managed everybody to play uh, trick everybody into playing uh new tales from the borderlands as opposed okay, to the old now- ones now, Getty, uh, I've played a Telltale. I've played a Telltale game before. Getty, many a time. Hey, Getty, they're all they're all kind of the same. Yeah. And with Borderlands, I, I have like a personal kind of weird beef against the way that he's the got a vendetta functions. But I will say that there was a lot of like very good moments and tales from the new Borderlands, and uh, it definitely had me laughing. I didn't. I wasn't always I, I wasn't always a hundred percent as to what was going on in the story, but I will tell you that there was a lot of stuff that I really did. They, uh, there is a scene where your characters 
Um, they see a guard, and the guy goes, how are we going to sneak past him? Mm. He goes, I have an idea. And he grabs a cardboard box, mm-hmm. cues up Metal Gear Solid style music. Yep. It gets very intense. And he goes, all right, let's do it. And he gets in the box, <laughs> and you you get a 2D like screen. And it doesn't matter how fast or where you go, if you move in a centimeter, the guard turns around and goes, Hey, weird, a guy in a box. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Which is like, just like, that's what any, that's what the guards would have thought in Metal Gear Solid. It just never, they just never like allowed that to occur. And here they're just like, hey, look at that. That's weird. Why would a guy be in a box? Yeah. Real hilarious. And then it naturally progresses to a battle with action figures. So. Naturally. Where else? You just swing in your action figures and hitting them against each other and. (laughs) <laughs> can you imagine like like the, the gameplay it does shift into like a combat battler like a like a like an actual fighter kind of but if you imagine in real life what is currently happening it's just okay we're gonna battle our action figures yeah 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 it's very funny so uh, i i don't have a vendetta against borderlands i have a soft spot in my heart it is that wacky kind of game that you know it's it started out kind of serious but as it's grown uh, there's been a lot of changes to the characters and the story but not taking itself too seriously even though the subject matter most of the time is absolutely insane and life or death uh because pandora or wherever you are in the borderlands universe is generally a dangerous place uh when <laughs> when you're confronted with probably your own doom and you stand up and and yell at the people i wish that i had eaten more tacos <laughs> yeah do you have any last words i wish i had eaten more tacos yeah it's it's that kind of stuff that you know is fun man me too wait you wish i i'd eaten more tacos <laughs> yeah that's an acceptable point. the dialogue oh my gosh it's yeah that's the good stuff right there Alec, Alec, did you like what you've seen from some from an adventure game like this? I did. It was uh, th- there was some janky parts about getting the focus right when you were interacting with objects, but overall, it was a lot of fun. It was just it was the other side of the coin to the the quarry. It was the light, humorous story. Yeah, this this is uh, th- these. These games are more, it, it, they might as well kind of be like text adventures a little bit. And like the, because the, there is two, right now there are two major schools in adventure games. And that is the, the super, super massive style games or the telltale style games. And there are others, of course, but for right now, the two biggies are these two kinds of, like these two types of adventure games. And yeah, the telltales were always more of, just that like okay we're gonna feed you tons and tons of the story and maybe you interact with a few things or you get like an open world section for all of like 10 minutes but we're gonna go right back to feeding you tons and tons of story mm-hmm. so i think that like oh yeah i the it was real janky the like the part where you have to interact with stuff and it's like yeah the best part that's like 15 minutes yeah and then you're not really gonna have to do that again for like another two hours yep exploration exploration well you know guys uh that 
That's a pretty good uh, summary of some of the games that we played. Obviously, we played more than that. We could probably talk for an hour on Best Friends Forever and, uh, you know, how confused that game is at times. Or even the fact that the Switch version requires the touchscreen, touchscreen to use. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't remember yeah. that when I reviewed it and still <laughs> don't remember it now. But that 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 it was at least more of like a acute uh, acute fun take on like that with a Tamagotchi style like gameplay mechanic where you're well even with this this uh, what are they you know like um, the the more like like the novel like the visual novel style gameplay you got to pay attention because your dog's gonna be like misbehaving on the fringes of the screen. And you gotta click. Oh, I gotta drag them back on screen, or I gotta clean up their poop in five seconds. You know that, or you gotta pet them in like two seconds. You know th- those timers. You know, just like real stats. life. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think that like that is a good way to. To make more of an engaging visual novel, because because you have to keep. Keep engaging with the game. You have to, or else the game starts penalizing you for it. So that's an interesting way to do that, to keep the player like almost like awake, you know. Hey, you awake? You better be paying attention. No? Okay. Well, now you're penalized. So I think that's that's pretty good. Now your dog smells. <laughs> yep. Good luck Real. with that. For me, I just think that like I have a problem with visual novels that go like like ten to twelve hours, and like that's that seems like excessive. It seems like there's, like, and I know there's like lots of them, but for me, like a visual novel sweet spot's like three hours. This definitely went beyond the three hours. Oh yeah, uh, we were, th- mm-hmm. yeah, we were a third, a quarter to a third of the way through, and we were like three and a half hours in. So yeah, we're closer to a third, but it is a lot, a lot more to do in that game. We did not finish it, so <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Just Dance with the touch of the green screen. That's my highlight. That worked out really well. Yeah, it did. It was very I feel like we, I feel like we got to pull, like, we need more room for the camera so that way we can see our legs. No. But the No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if anything, maybe, like, extending the width so that more than one person can be they, seen. They got to pay extra for the legs. Come on, Alex. We had our shoes on. Or socks wouldn't even let me show my toes on camera. No, you got to make them pay for that. Feetfinder.com. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Yeah. No. 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 It's too late. No. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is that I think that it'd be, it'd, be a, it'd be a little bit more fun if we could see our legs, but I think that uh, for what we had going and, and kind of... I. I Getty, I'm like, Getty, I got a long list of stuff. Here's my list of stuff I'm bringing to your house. It's going to be like six trips. Also, do I bring my green screen? Getty goes, no. no. Like, I, I, was, I was like, what about for this? And the answer just kept being like, it was a single text, no, no. And then I go to his house, and I'm like, oh, Getty, help me load, uh, unload my car. And he's going through, and he goes, did you bring the green screen? Because I told you no. And I said, yes, I did. And then last minute, just kind of say like, okay, I'm going to set it up. I think it'll be stupid. Let's do that. And then it ended up actually working out. I was pretty happy about it. And the banana suit. And the banana suit. 
I said if someone else donates, I'm going to put on a banana suit. It's hot in there. Yep. But that's okay. It was worth it. Yeah, so that's uh that's kind of our game recap. Uh as a whole Just- this year, Extra Life, you know, we're super glad for everybody that was able to uh, watch us, everybody that was able to interact with us, but we're even more grateful of all the people that had the time and the means and resources to be able to donate to the cause itself. Uh, As always, we want to outdo what we did last year. This year, we were extremely successful, able to nearly reach our goal of uh, $5,000. That's the one that we had established at the beginning. Uh, We're actually only $425 from that goal. I think that we will end up meeting it uh, before the end of the year, which is fantastic, uh, considering that last year we only raised about, I think it was $3,400. Uh, still, to reach $5,000 is a, a big accomplishment for our, uh, the amount of time and effort that you know we were able to put in uh, just so that we can you know bring some relief through the Children's Miracle Network to uh, uh, children in need. So, I don't know if you guys have any anything else that you want to throw in there about uh, goals or the the fundraising itself. But you know, a heartfelt thank you from our team here at Super GG Radio. Anybody? I I think that this this is a. I mean, technically, the podcast even got started through Extra Life because. I decided that I was going to do it one year because I watched Giant Bomb's group doing it. And the first time I did it, I was part of the Giant Bomb team. And I did it by myself. And I remember specifically that it was mostly Getty and Joel and Alec and my brother who hung out with me the entire time. Uh, And now... Uh, that, you know, obviously the podcast has come because it was just us, all of us together hanging out all the time that is then brought into extra life again, where now it is, you know, my brother was in the chat almost the entire 24 hours. (laughs) He was waking up with his kids and being like, I should probably jump in there and say what's up and make a joke here and there. And then, and then, you know, again, you guys staying with us the whole time and our family members being there and, you know, Kevin Hartwig showing up and all of this stuff. It just really like it, it, it all started from extra life and it feels good to continue to celebrate it as something that is like uh, it, it means something. So I think that like that, ha- that it has a very special place now in my heart, this being the fifth year that I've done it. And I believe it's the fourth year we've done it as a team. And it just, it, yeah, it's very special to me, the fact that it has brought us together and that we could do something for charity, like coming together to do something for, like do some good. And I think that that's, that's really good. I think that that's really special to me. I, I know yeah. Joel wants to say something. Go ahead. <laughs> Beyond what's already already been said, it's not too common that we're all able to congregate in one space, given all of you are from Chicagoland, and uh, I'm down here 
on the Mississippi border of Iowa. Uh, so as much effort and time and planning and energy it takes to coordinate this, and, and believe me, it, it does, uh, it is one of my favorite things to do during the year, just as it's great chance to hang out with everybody and it's a great way to sort of celebrate pretty much heading toward the end of the year with something that feels like it's uh, meaningful alright yep yeah, well said yep well guys uh, I don't think there's too much left to say uh we could still do a one last thing if you want. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, I didn't get a chance to write what it is. We'll, we'll do one last thing. This week's one last thing is brought to you by... Uh, here, hold the controller for me. I need to finish this Marvel Snap battle. <laughs> <laughs> Playing video games while I play video, video games. I, th I thought we called that dual boxing? Double boxing? Oh, yeah. Or the other part is, let's warm up for extra life by playing Trombone Hero. Ah, yes. <laughs> the Trombone Hero. Okay. Uh, well, my one last thing will be... Uh, this uh, Persona 5 game came out. I finished the first... Uh, the first uh, dungeon, whatever we're calling them. First palace. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's commitment. That's I think I'm like five hours in. So nice, uh, Alex. I have uh, two reviews incoming uh, that are not for us, but that means that I'm now free to get back into games that are for our website and. Uh, it feels good. It feels good to knock out some stuff. I was in a little bit of a funk getting ready for extra life. I just like was so focused on that that I couldn't. I wasn't like playing anything. And uh, the only other thing right now is like you know Marvel Snap, which I'm feeling pretty like th there's a new season pass, and I'm just like I don't know if I'm if I if I don't do it, then I just won't play it, and that's a pretty good like thing to do. I could just like play something else because like I'm not I'm done with Overwatch too, so. Let's let's play some games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't. Somehow I don't believe that. But okay. <laughs> Joel. Uh, conversely, I am very back into Overwatch too. <laughs> uh, not not at first. I played a few matches and it was like, okay, I I know what this game is and uh, it feels nice to you know ride the bike one more time, whatever. Uh, but the past week or so, it has been sort of my go-to, oh, the computer's open, and I've got about an hour to myself. Let's let's jump into competitive. Uh, one of the biggest reasons why, because fundamentally the game hasn't changed much at all, but structurally, when you sign up for competitive play, you can now choose which kind of role you're committing yourself to play. So rather than having to queue up with five or six different disparate people who could be causing you to have four DPS, one tank, and one healer. You can say, I'm going to be the healer, and then it'll auto-roll you to a team that needs that role as well. So a uh, great way, for, at least for me, to be able to jump into a match, lit split. 
I just found I had a healing for people who don't know how to tank or DPS. That doesn't sound right at all. Everybody on that game definitely knows what they're doing, <clears throat> especially in the competitive circuit. So, Alec, what, what's your one last thing? You know, there's a new season of Deep Rock Galactic that just dropped last week, so I'm going to get back on that. Ooh, going to get in that battle pass. Yeah. Battle pass? Get all up in get all up in that battle pass ass. I don't feel No, good and you shouldn't. <laughs> you should feel that. bad. You should feel very bad about that. You took yeah, a good feel... thing and you ruined it. Yeah. Thank you. I do that a lot. I apologize. God, we're going to have to have a conversation about this, aren't we? We're going to. Last, I, I agree. last thing I wanted to talk about tonight. <laughs> Get us out of here. I, yeah, okay. You know, the, that'll be it for this week's episode of Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where uh, Tuesdays we're normally streaming a podcast here. Um, my brain's pretty mushy right now. Uh, Joel, will you Wednesdays, will you be... Joel is being the bad guy, is... but we're all taking a break from streams this week. But normally our schedule is Wednesday, Joel is being the bad guy, where he plays the bad guy in all of those games that have morality choices. All of them? Then, all uh, of them. well, we're going to find out. Mass Effect? Then. Mass Effect. We, that's on the list. Saturday, Joel and Kelly are escaping the Escape Academy. Monday, Alex is uh, playing some of his backlog games because he, let's face it, he has a massive one. <laughs> and Tuesday's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Massive one. <laughs> you heard me in the Tuesdays, the live podcast recording. What? No, we don't. Ba- back to Getty. Back to we Getty. don't. We don't record a podcast here. <laughs> back to Getty. Back to you, Alex. Just kidding. Uh, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening, and GG, Alex. GG Getty. GG Joel. Good game. And GG Alec. GG. All right. Fanfare, explosions, whatever. Whatever's good.